This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. It's my pleasure once again to be in the garden with Hawke's Bay's most glamorous gardener, Megan Williams. How are you going, Megan? I'm good. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm awake, that one. Oh, I was up early yesterday morning raking up the drive. It was just full of palm tree fronds and leaves and just bits of branches and what a mess. However, it's all done now and I guess we didn't really have the equinoctial scales in October that we normally get. Everything's sort of about face nowadays, but we certainly got them earlier this week, no doubt about that. Um, so what that means is that I've had to go out and stake a lot of things. Um, my beautiful, beautiful um, Asiatic lilies that have been growing really, really tall and there were, some of them were in flower and they looked divine. Um, I've had to stake them because, you know, if they uh, break over halfway, well, then you've lost it. You've got to wait a whole year for, yes. for the next one to come up. So I've been sort of staking those things and giving them support. So I think people need to be doing that to their tomatoes now and all those sorts of things. Make sure you've got plenty of support for... Um, well, I've got my beans coming up and, and, and wrapping themselves around the frame and also the cucumbers are coming up, um, the ones that the don't get, of course. Um, so, yeah, so staking the tomatoes have got to be the task for this weekend, making sure that they've got lots of support in case we get some more work, which we may well do. Now, also, I noticed I've, um, my gladioli. Now, gladioli need to be staked. There's something else that needs to be staked. And I thought I'd talk about those today because they're an old-fashioned plant which are making a big comeback. Now, they were a, a flower when I had my flower shop 20 years ago, 20 and 30 years ago. I had it for such a long time. Um, we used to have these to get deck and decks and decks and decks of gladiola each week. They, they last for a long time. Of course, when we got them into the shop, they were still very tight. And then, of course, they'd last at least a couple of three weeks um, when you put them in the vase. And in those days, we used to make pony bowls. And there'd always be a gladiola at mm. the back, which would form the back um, backdrop for the, for the arrangement. Um, now, as I said, are making a good cut, comeback for a cut flower and also in the garden. So I've got um, some that I put in. I put a couple of packets of um, bulbs in a container. And this year they've come up. They came up last year, but because they were sort of way back and I'd forgotten about them, they didn't sort of do very well. But this year they've done very well. I've brought them out into the sun and I've looked after them and kept them watered. And so I can see they're going to make a glorious show when they do go into flower. So no other flower has such a huge range of beautiful colours. And they're large flowers, and they can grow to a height of 80 centimetres, and there, there is a smaller version. Um, they, uh, the best time to plant them is um, between September and December, so we can still get some, still in the middle of November. So get some of those bulbs in, and you can find them at the, um, at the plant shop, and enjoy their flowers for Christmas. Um, and right through Christmas, mine will probably be out for Christmas, I hope. But um, if you're putting them in now, you'll have them flowering right to the end of April. It's really lovely. Um, but as I said, they are sensitive to the wind, and so you may well have to stake them. Just watch them. Or um, what, what you can do, what I've also done in one part of my garden, is put them beside the standard roses. So I've got the standard roses sort of in front of the window so that I can sit in my living room and see the beautiful roses out the window because they come up that high. Mm. And then round them, the stems of the um, standard roses, uh, not the standard, you know, the, yeah, the, the tall roses, you know, yep. the ones that are on the standard. I think they're the ones, yeah, standard. Um, I put the gladioli, and so what I can do is tie them to the um, the, the rose stems, so um, that kind of works for me. Um, now, if it's too hot, you know, they, you might spray them, but I don't. Um, 
I make sure that I keep them watered. And I find that with all my plants, I tend to have them kind of things I have to really watch. I have them by the back door. So as every morning I get up and, and go out. And of course, as you know, my potatoes are up on the up yes. veranda. And every time I get out of bed, I go out and check those. And it makes such a difference because they're absolutely looked after. And, you know, you can tell the ones that I don't look after, they just sort of get up and die. But but never mind, I get so much pleasure out of them for the ones that I look after that actually perform for me. So um, it's a busy time. Um, make sure you can get as much done because it won't be that long where it will be just too hot to go out in the garden and it'll only be a watering regime. But I want to get my rose garden um, done today. I've got um, dahlias that I want to get into the rose garden. So as I've got the roses up the top and then the dahlias around the bottom. Um, and then I'll, once I've got the dahlias, then I'll just keep that watering up so as I can uh, put them on automatic watering. So they'll just water themselves and um, hopefully the roses will just keep flowering. Make sure as they flower and the rose and the flower dies, get that bud off it. Do all your debudding right through because then they keep those beautiful rose flowers coming. Yes, indeed. Okay, well, um, in the kitchen... Um, this was a Sunday night um, meal. I've been tending to try and use some of the stuff from my freezer because it was chocker and it was just ridiculous. I mean, what's the point of having it if you're not going to use right. it? Um, my son is a fishaholic, as I think I've told you before. So he'll often come in and give me um, fish, but I often don't eat it all the time because there's, there's too much. So I usually have a, a few fillets of, and it might be um, fatter, it might even be kawai. I'm quite keen on kawai. But any sort of um, fish fillet, I've even got some salmon in which you could also use. And this is a um, seafood char, and it's so easy and it's so yummy. So you just get a fillet of fish, and as I say, it doesn't matter if it's out of the freezer because um, you're mixing it with other things. And now I went to the supermarket because I used to be able to get a little tin of prawns. You evidently can't buy them any longer. You have to buy the packets from the, um, the freezer part. So I bought a packet of prawns and I used half the packet and put the rest in the freezer. And a tin of creamed corn, a couple of... Um, Spring onions, or if you haven't got spring onions, you can just use a um, an ordinary onion chopped really finely. Salt and pepper, um, a handful of parsley chopped really finely, and one and a half cups of milk. So what you do is you put the fillet of fish into um, a pot with the milk, and just make sure um, that you haven't that the bones in it. I mean, you've got to be a bit careful about that. But I always bone mine before before bone my fillets before I put them in the freezer, so I don't have to worry about that. But just make sure that there's no bones in that fillet. And then um, just get the fish, you know, boil, uh, bring it slowly to the boil, sort of simmering, um, and just for a little while until you can can break the fish up with your fork in the pot. And then just break it up as much as you possibly can so there's no big lumps of, of fish. And then you just add all the other ingredients, um, the, the prawns, um, the cream, the tin of cream corn, and um, obviously you can put your onion in with the fish if you want because obviously the onion needs to cook for a bit longer and then your handful of parsley, salt and pepper and just let it um, uh, simmer away for, or not for that long but just till you can see that everything's cooked, the parsley etc and it's a really lovely meal, I had it with the lovely um, sourdough bread Sounds yummy, good on you Megan, yeah, as well. always my pleasure you look after yourself, we'll talk at the same time same place next week. You take care, thanks Don't forget the rabbit This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay Voices on air.